0: Speaking of the, the uh, I guess the 900 pound gorilla or whatever, um, I imagine as you had great success with with Cerebus or the success you had, uh, just based on this is based on basically a conversation we had with Peter Bag recently where he said the reason why he hasn't you know put up much for Buddy recently is simply because he had lucrative offers coming from from other areas was there any point where you had an offer coming to you from another publisher that was so lucrative that you considered it?
1: Uh, no, I'm a complete pariah. (laughs) In in the comic book field, I, uh, it, it always amazes me that people are not aware of this, that, uh, I was one of the first victims of online mobbing. Um, that absolutely dwarfed anything up to and including that point where um, that was it. I just, uh, I became a non-existent person in the comic book field. You don't refer to him. You don't work with him. uh, You don't work with anybody who refers to him. It's... uh, It's really the the high high school girls clique thing of uh, uh, not only are you not included in our group, but you do not exist. So apart from rare, rare, rare instances like uh, Drew Ford contacting me and uh, asking me to do the introduction for the Puma Blues book, um, no, absolutely. nobody in the comic book field contacts me about anything, which makes for a very straightforward kind of life. It's like, uh, <laughs>
2: I'm sure there was a time that that sounded terrible, but now
1: <laughs> Well, it, it really wasn't because it, it, it was it was so um, I mean, there was a lot of stress going on in uh, 1993, 1994, because I was working on Mothers and Daughters, uh, which was another massive story like Church and State, and also um, trying to to get self-publishing Uh, more institutionalized in the comic book field. Let's build our own thing over here and stop having all of this um, talent and and ability just being siphoned off into uh, multinational corporations and basically spending a lot of time on the phone with a lot of self-publishers trying to explain to them uh, what to do and what not to do. Um, here's here's what worked for me. Here's the situation that I think that you're in. Here's the problems that you're going to be facing. Uh, but trying to keep as many self-publishers, self-publishing as possible, um, if only to keep that open as a possibility. Again, uh, the fact that... Uh, Kevin and Peter were self-publishers was a big plus, but it meant uh, we got to really work at getting people to understand that as an option. Don't just come up with something and say, well, I'm going to take this to Dark Horse, or I'm going to take this to DC, or I'm going to take this to Marvel or whoever. It's like you don't have to go to anybody. Publish yourself first and fail at that. (laughs) <laughs> if you want to do, do that, after you fail at that, then that's fine. Okay, go and, uh, go and talk to somebody else about publishing it. So it was, it was very, very stressful. Um, and jam filled days where I'm sitting at the drawing board, drawing or inking or outlining or doing stuff that I can do one handed with the other hand on the phone, um, talking somebody down off the ledge. Like, you don't want to do that. You know, that kind of thing. And, and being open with them about it. It's, uh, phone me anytime you got a question about anything, and I'll answer it um, as best I can. Either here's my experience with it, or here's what happened to Kevin and Peter with that, and uh, I'll just try and help you. I don't want... Uh, I'm not going to charge you as a consultant. I'm not going to do anything like that. My only requirement with all of the self-publishers that I did that with was, when it comes time, do that for somebody else. Do the same thing that I'm doing for you. File all of these stories away. And when somebody says, "Uh, I just got this uh, offer in the mail from so-and-so to do such-and-such, okay, here's our best current thinking on that. This person decided not to do it. This person decided to do it. This person did a variation on that. Uh, And here's how each of those turned out. Um, So when this whole thing blew up, which uh, I I pulled it up, um, it, it, it blew up really over... Issue 186. Uh, I'm on the phone with Jeff Smith, and we're just joking around and talking. And Vijaya, his wife, um, is uh, just got Cerebus 186 in, and Jeff's saying, uh, "Yeah, Jeff's or the uh, is reading it right now." And uh, okay, let let me read. You yeah, know, this is, this is the extent of it. This is, this is what my career was ruined over. Oh, no. No way. Uh-uh. Jeff Smith is shaking his head violently from side to side. He is lunged forward in his seat, his hands waving in the air as if shooing away a large insect. All of his movements are agitated. At the other end of the couch, his wife sits, her feet tucked beneath her, calmly smoking a Marlboro Light. Her features are inscrutable. Victor Davis takes another sip of his beer. You'd agree that death is male, he asks. Yes. You'll agree that birth is female. Yes. Which one is winning? No, no, no way. It's just not true. He stares straight ahead for a moment or two and then looks at Victor Davis. I just don't think that way, man. I just can't think that way at all. Vijaya grinds out her cigarette in a small glass ashtray. At Jeff's insistence, the discussion ends. They agree to disagree. Victor Davis isn't certain what the disagreement is, but clearly an impasse has been reached. They begin to discuss animation instead. Vijaya got very, very upset, which really, really upset Jeff Smith. And then that hooked up with Gary Groth and Kim Thompson trying to destroy my career, which they've been trying to do for a long time, and Heidi McDonald, who never liked me, hit the internet and went, uh, hit the internet on the Comics Journal message boards and just mushroomed out of all proportion of anything that you could possibly imagine. And uh, I'm not on the internet. I don't have internet access. I have no interest in internet access. I still don't have internet access. Uh, I tried going on uh, CompuServe when I was staying with Jeff and Vijaya. Just, uh, let me see what this is like. And I went, this is crazy. I can't, what are these people doing? Well, you know, if you want to go do that, this is the biggest waste of time that I could possibly imagine when you have actual work to do. (laughs) but what happened was my career was just completely destroyed. So the phone stopped ringing. Uh, nobody was bugging me about anything, and it's like this is really good. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, man, oh man. I could you could hear a pin drop in here, and I've been working for the last hour and a half. I got most of this page done. And <laughs> And then it's like, uh, about a year later, I'm going, uh, I guess this is kind of permanent then, is it? And it's like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely nobody in comics is ever going to talk to you again about anything.
0: Uh, it's wild. <laughs> Definitely wild. Um, <laughs> and can we go back to something? Actually, it's hard to know where to go from, from that. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was going to start know. with that. I
1: actually, I, actually had, I actually had all my stuff here ready to go in the interview, and I thought, no, you can't do that. These are, these are three you know, eyes and bushy-tailed uh, self-publishing fanboys. And it's like, oh, there you go. Okay, guys, what do you want to talk about now?
0: <laughs> well, I'd, love, I'd, I'd like to talk about that uh of the time in your life when you were doing the final few issues of Cerebus, uh, what it was like, you know, leading up to it, uh, working on the last issue, um, doing the last page. And then the, the months afterwards, uh, what that was like for you. Was it, um, was, was it a sense of loss? Was it a sense of accomplishment? Was it something else? Um,
1: sense of accomplishment, definitely. Uh, Being in complete radio silence, shunned, uh, incommunicado, uh, that was, you know, and that was at that point ten years later. I mean, this is ten years of uh, nobody in the comic book field being willing to talk to me. A couple of congratulations, like Michael T. Gilbert did a very nice drawing. marking the fact that service had reached Issue 300. Uh, Wizard Magazine, I was actually uh, um, talking to uh, a guy reporting Issue 300 uh, on the phone while I was drawing the last page of Issue 300. So that was nice. There was uh, uh, a newspaper somewhere in Tennessee (laughs) that that wrote about issue 300 coming out. That was about it. So it was just one of those, well, okay, I think that's going to look worse for all of you than it's going to look for me uh, in the eyes of posterity. But uh, you you keep a sense of humor about it. It's like, uh, okay, I was right there when Western civilization turned itself into a snooty, bitchy uh, <laughs> high school girls clique, and decided this is how we run things from now on. You don't exist. Nobody will talk to you. And it's like, okay, well, whatever. <laughs> you know, I. Uh, it took uh, you know it took 14 years for the Guinness Book of World Records to put it in the Guinness Book of World Records, but you know it's in there. So hey, good for me.
0: But <laughs> well, we'll talk to you anytime, I can tell you that.
1: Oh, that's great. I appreciate it. That's,
0: uh, uh, absolutely. Uh, gentlemen, you guys have any more questions you want to get to? We've taken a ton of Dave's time. So.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's fine. I've got a um, prayer time coming up like about 5.20 or something like that. Um, I hit those pretty precisely during Ramadan. But uh, until then, this is. I definitely blocked out the (laughs) afternoon. I mean, uh, I was like the the lead in to that, uh, the Jeff Smith thing, was uh, um, essentially me being a Malthusian at the time, um, which. Is for. I, I've got my dictionary here open to it. All you guys just have to type it into your your computer. <laughs> so I got my dictionary open. Uh, I I would
2: I, would, I would I will always say that. I will I will rather you tell me what it means than me look it up honestly. <laughs> oh, okay.
1: I want to hear yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> uh, Thomas Thomas Ra- um, Robert Malthus uh, Ma- uh, Malthus In the 18th century, uh, early 19th century, uh, uh, an English political economist and uh, his theories, uh, which are described as Malthusian theories, are pertaining to the theory that um, population tends to outrun the, uh, the means of support, which means the more population you have, the fewer resources that you have, uh, it, it goes dormant and then it gets revived and it goes dormant and it gets revived. Um, the 1960s, I think it was the sixties or seventies. There was a book called the population bomb, which was Malthusian. Um, we're all going to starve to death. Don't have enough resources. <laughs> that, that kind of thing. The, the sky is falling. The sky is falling. Um, so at that time, that's really what I was talking about, but just talking about it a different way. Just saying, well, what we're talking about is birth and death as competing forces. The more uh, the more birth you have, um, the, f- the fewer and the fewer deaths that you have, the larger a population that you have. Uh, most Malthusians are, are atheists, and I was an atheist at the time. Um, so now that I'm a monotheist, I definitely see it completely differently, which is uh, I don't think there's a statute of limitations on be fruitful and multiply. Um, God's got it all figured out. Our job is actually to fill the planet, if possible, with population because we have to get to the people who are the people who solve the basic structural problems so that we can actually get to where we're supposed to be getting to. But um, this definitely ran afoul of whatever it is that uh, Jeff and Vijaya believed Believe, believed, and I don't know, maybe still believe to this day, between themselves, which I suspect, um, might have, uh, Hindu aspects to it, of, because Vijaya, uh, you know, comes from an Indian background, that, uh, when you talk about death and birth, you're not talking about societal, um, entities, you're talking about uh, actual deities, or you're talking about aspects of deities, or you're talking about um, reciprocal deities. And consequently, that was possibly why there was a more vehement reaction to that. The reason that I put it in reads, the reason that I put it in issue 186, was that I had been writing that part of the story, and then, uh, as always happens with me, people say, um, "So what are you working on?" <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, remember you did ask, "What am I working on?" So I started explaining what I'm working on, and it's very—it's never, uh, yeah, just a, a quick paragraph or two. It's like, well, if you want, if you really want to know what I'm working on, this is what I'm working on. I'm working on service number 186, and this is the part I've gotten to, where I'm talking about um, birth um, far outrunning death. They're they're not they're not in balance, and the reason that I put it in uh, the book was I would have expected Jeff to go oh, well, that's interesting. And instead, I got this really, really vehement reaction, this, uh, no, and, you know, I have to establish that I don't think that way. And now we have to talk about something else. And it's like, uh, okay, I don't know why this is this big a deal, but I can tell that this is this big a deal. So I'm (laughs) I'm a guest in your house. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say we have to keep talking about this. We can talk about animation. <laughs> talk about animation instead. But like I say, this this just became a perfect storm of uh, a handful of people who had been gunning for Dave Sim. and it's uh, you know Dave Dave Sem in, in, insulted Jeff Smith's life, and it's like. For 25 years, when it's come up, I've said, how did I insult Vijaya? And nobody answers that, because I didn't insult Vijaya. I just read you what it is that I wrote. There's absolutely no insult there.
0: No, no, the hush
1: falls over the crowd. <laughs>
0: oh, no, it's, 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 there's a lot to think about. I mean, we are at this point where... where... When somebody says something you don't like, it doesn't become a discussion of okay, well, how did you get to that point of view? Let me learn from your, let me learn what you're thinking. Maybe I won't think that way, but let me at least hear what you're what you're saying. And we've just gotten so far away from that as, as uh, you know any form of discussion that people are willing to have about about different theories. It, it's, it's it makes me sad. And you know and you know you, you see it so much now in society. But I mean, it's obviously been happening for a while.
1: And and particularly online, I think we don't realize exactly, excuse me, I don't think we realize exactly um, how highly burnished and magnifying Caliban's mirror is now. Where um, on the internet, people do take things personally because everything has a life and death quality to it. Whether, you're, uh, whether you believe that uh, climate change is complete nonsense or whether you think climate change is reaching an acute catastrophic level, both of those are life-and-death choices, and it's 24-7 on-the-internet um, flame wars at each other. Uh, I agree with you. I, uh, anytime that I am in a situation of talking to somebody uh, I usually listen. I, I listen to whatever it is that they want to say, because I already know what I think. So mm-hmm. it's it's not a matter of um, I have to tell you what I think. I have to interrupt you because you're offending me. You're you're tromping on my uh, intellectual feet. You're crowding me. Uh, you're in my face. It's like no, they just. People talk about what's important to them and how they see things, and I find that interesting. Um, people interrupt so much in this day and age. Uh, I, I get the impression because when people do talk to me, they'll talk nonstop for you know 15 minutes because they're going. Uh, he hasn't interrupted me, so I get to keep going. It's like sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> Why not? It's, uh, it, it, it's very interesting to me that, that this is this is what you think. This is not what I think, but this is what you think. If you want to know what I think, they'll, you know, they'll come to a come to a sort of a stop, and I'll go. Uh, well, okay, I would disagree with that. I'm a monotheist. I give equal weight to Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, and I think uh, the Torah, the Gospels, and the Koran are absolute truth and then they hang up.
0: <laughs> I don't understand how we've gotten to this point where so people with a different opinion of you are immediately evil instead of just people with a different opinion of you. Like it is it is it's fascinating to think about, you know, this where we've gotten to and 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 how it's gotten here.
1: And it's getting it's getting worse, I think. I think the consensus is like this started with, oh, that's just Dave Sim. He's just, uh, he's just evil, and uh, we should, we should have crushed him like an insect long ago. Nobody should talk to him, associate with him. But it's like, was uh, like I was the first one in Real World Survivor, voted off the island, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you hear, splash, <laughs> here's another one. <laughs> and it's like, splash, somebody else voted off the island. It's like, there's more people in the water now than there are on the island.
0: Um,
2: <laughs> and honestly, Dave, we've started making, we started picking people out of the water as our list of people we want to <laughs> yeah, have on no the show. Sure. That's, that, that's, that's, <laughs> that's how true. we
0: seek guests now. Is, uh...
1: <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah, let's go, let's, let's scan the water. There's got to be some interesting stories out there sometimes.
0: Exactly. And, you know, I mean, I, I, I made... Listen to your opinion. I may not agree about it with it when I'm, it's said and done, but I do know enough to know that I'm not always right, even though I'll have my opinion as well. So, geez, I yeah, awesome. yeah, we're, 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 we're looking, looking for those. Right, yeah. Well, no, well, I'm right. I'm 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 right <laughs> when I talk to you, Keith.
1: <laughs> when you uh, when you look at the sum of any human being's knowledge, I always say, okay, uh, picture your local library, walk in there. Okay, now look at all of those books. How many of those books have you read? <laughs> and how many of those books could you do an effective book report on, describing everything that's in that book? We know nothing. We have like this uh, the, the surface knowledge of absolute trivia is what always staggers me. The people who, if they had to write a university paper on something, you get to pick it. It's like whatever you think you you got the chops for where you can sit down and write a three-hour essay question. Uh, what are they going to write it on? Star Wars, probably.
3: <laughs>
1: it's like, if I have... To, is there anything that I can write write about for three hours? Yeah, probably Star Wars. And anything beyond that, mm, maybe Game of
3: Thrones. <laughs> uh, yeah. What did I watch most
1: recently?
0: Okay, it's Game of Thrones. Yes.
1: <laughs> so you know, there you go. There's there's individual human knowledge. So consequently, I, I, the thing I always try to emphasize the thing I always do in my own conversation um, and writing and letters and faxes is in my opinion or it seems to me that or as I see it preface it with that unless you're talking about an actual fact Mm -hmm. Um, it's not uh, it seems to me that Cerebus number one came out in December 1977 but uh, it seems to me that um, Phil Suling was probably the linchpin presence for um, the, the advent of the direct market. That's an opinion. Um, arguably, other people could, could serve that purpose. But no, the difference between that, I think uh, in this day and age, fewer, fewer and fewer people uh, even recognize the difference between a fact and an opinion. Uh, my, in my opinion, there is a God, but I don't know if that's a fact.
0: Hmm. It's interesting. And then there's alternative facts. Let's not forget that. Um. <laughs> yeah, I was, well, I was we, reading.
2: It. I was reading we, a piece we, we in, we the, in get, the Guardian. We are Go getting ahead.
1: to the point where there where there are alternative facts. I mean. Uh, The if you look at the internet, just uh, okay. Go to a website that's uh, debunking climate change, and then go to a website that's the sky is falling. The sky is falling. Climate change. As far as they're both concerned, those are both factual websites, but they're completely contradictory.
2: Right. I was reading this thing. uh, That's that's all right. I was reading this thing in the Guardian about about anger and arguing and uh the premise of it is is that we we evolved to argue for a reason but we we also evolved in small communities where um you would have to reach compromise uh, if you were arguing about something and had difference of opinion you would have to either accept that you just dis- like you know agree to disagree as the old phrase went um or one of you has to um bring the other to your way of thinking uh the internet doesn't make us do that we don't have to do that we can unfriend
1: right. people now
2: <laughs> can-
1: right and and you and you build your own community like you gravitate to people who think the way that you do on a site that's dedicated to something that you that you all agree on
0: in the communities
1: that you're talking about a village or a township or something like that uh, yeah, definitely. The, these are the guys who are going to be coming to help put out the fire if your barn starts on fire. And uh-huh. uh, you better stay on good terms with them. And at the same time, that does skew in very coercive directions and very coercive um, means of uh, uh, keeping everybody on the same page of um, that's that's heresy. That's heretical, what you just said. Uh, So consequently, you have to withdraw that and you have to change your opinion so that it matches everybody else. Mm -hmm. Um, Churches don't do that to the extent that they used to because they were hemorrhaging congregations from doing that. People people don't want to be told what it is to think. Uh, China is still doing that. China is telling you how you are supposed to think. Uh, the academic world is getting very, very toxic in terms of here are opinions that you are allowed to have, and here are opinions that you are not allowed to have. And it's like, that's very, very difficult to run a university that way. I mean, what a university is supposed to be is supposed to be like an incubator of ideas and a place to contest your ideas and learn the proper way to contest those ideas, not to find out um, what it is that the LGBTQ uh, community will allow you to say about them. It's like, uh, no, I live in a democracy. I can say whatever I want about
2: anything. Yeah, the idea that there's that there's unsafe ideas is so contradictory to uh, to the academic world, but it is where we're at. That it, we can't even hear these ideas because they, and it's and it's never, it's going to hurt, to change me. It's always it's going to change that other guy. So I've got to protect that other guy from these ideas.
1: Right. The, the, the whole, when you, when you have a society that comes up with a term like deplatforming, um, it's like, okay, that's the cancer inside a democracy is I have to engineer something where people don't listen to you because we've decided that not listening to you is the right thing to do. Uh, it's, uh, I, I don't have that in myself, and I have no interest in having any element of that in myself. If you've got a case to make for something, and you want to make a case for something to me, I don't know why you would try and make a case to a pariah about something. Uh, as, I said to, <laughs> as I said to to, Jim Whaley when uh, when he came to me about uh, uh, the Schuster Awards and the, the, the trouble that they were having with him, if you're coming to Dave Sim for help <laughs> on something where you're being deplatformed, uh, you're really in desperate straits. Because uh, <laughs> you're talking about the original deplatformed kid. Don't talk to him. Don't talk about his work. Don't say anything about his work. Don't let anybody think that you've ever read his work. And anytime his name comes up in conversation, think of something negative. The most negative thing that you can think of to say, so uh, yeah, deplatforming is um, no. That's that's not democratic. But uh, I'm always interested in minority viewpoints. Um, uh, there was an artist who was very very ardent about uh, turning me into a Seventh Day Adventist, and uh, they're very very ardent about what day you sa- uh, celebrate the Sabbath on. Or that you uh, you observe a Sabbath on.
0: If you're observing
1: it on the wrong day, then uh, you're going to be going to hell, uh, which I don't agree with. But it was certainly interesting. I've got I've got a correspondence box in the Cerebus archive of his letters and publications and newspaper articles and uh, and everything else, and it's. Uh, I would never have found out about uh, this extensively about Seventh-day Adventism without him, so that's really cool. It's, it's not going to turn me into a Seventh-day Ad- Adventist, but uh, I, I, I'm at least far better informed on the subject.
0: How about the idea of, uh, of characters in a story having an opinion and, and the creator being held to what the character has said, when maybe that's simply the character in the story?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I work very hard at, um, not censoring myself if, uh, particularly on Cerebus and Hell, um, because it's, it's humor. It's, uh, and the only, the only way that you can do humor is to make yourself laugh, come up with something that's funny and try and try and do something that's going to be uh, up in your own personal pantheon here's here's the things that i think are the absolute funniest uh, you know night at the opera day at the races animal crackers um, the uh, warner brothers cartoons um, from a specific time period specific cartoons that are just laugh out loud funny doesn't matter how many times you watch them you're still going to get a laugh out of it And uh, no, I'm not going to not make a joke because that's possibly going to hurt someone's feelings. That's uh, one of the things that I think, once you um, feminize society to too great an extent, you become far, far too concerned about people's feelings. That That was the situation with 186. Um, I'm sorry that uh, the Vijaya feels really, really bad about my putting this in 186. And I'm sorry that uh, Jeff Smith was really, really upset about what I was saying about birth and death. But I'm not not going to put them in there because of that. Because, unfortunately, the people on that side of the fence, uh, once they see how that lever works and that they can leverage um, essentially censorship of opinions that they don't agree with to the point where now we can only say things that I agree with, uh, they don't stop. If you let them get away with it, and that was one of the things that I was warning about back in, uh, in the mid-1990s, uh, if you think... Dave Sim is the problem here, and getting rid of Dave Sim is going to fix anything. Uh, well, you you keep going along that track, and we'll see where we get to. And here we are.
0: Can you can you explain because that is that was one thing you say, feminizing society, and that kind of immediately got my back up against the wall. So there's an opportunity. Explain to me what you mean because I don't understand. It didn't sound. It sounds. Um, it sounds derogatory upon first hearing it, but I'm I'm sure that isn't how you mean it.
1: No, it isn't how I mean it. I I mean it in terms of, I think, women are emotion-based and men are intelligence-based, which means that women always respond to their feelings. If you make them feel bad, then they think that that's something that shouldn't exist or shouldn't have been said or shouldn't have been done. Uh, you can't do that uh, if you're talking about society. In a family, you can do that. In a marriage, you can do that uh, because that's individual negotiation. How this husband and this wife get along, that's between that husband and that wife. That's uh, None of us have any place in that. But once you give women the right to vote and once you have women moving into the workforce and once you have women um, taking up uh, their roles in uh, in politics and uh, in the legislatures. Uh, you can't have that. You can't you can't eliminate uh, viewpoints and say, okay, we're not allowed to talk about that, or you're not allowed to express that opinion. All you do is then drive those people into their dark corners, there to fester and. Uh, then for it to uh hatch out in really malignant ways that you uh that you don't want it to hatch out into it's like i call uh donald trump the freedom of expression president because uh he's he's revived the idea that uh we live in a democracy and we're allowed to say what it is that we that we think not what the consensus allows us to think
0: Now we're all pondering. Uh,
1: yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> now there's thinking going on.
0: Oh man, this whole thinking business. <laughs> uh, I not something were doing that. Your definitely outside of our wheelhouse.
3: Yeah,
0: uh, yeah thinking's not our really our our skill set. I going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to
2: transition to uh, so you had uh, you you uh, you became a monotheist as you, uh, as you said um and then, in the last couple of books of Cerebus, you basically wrote your own testament. So uh, what what was your what was your goal? Uh, what was your thinking there creatively and and you know, I guess religiously?
1: Uh, the goal was to make fun of the Bible. <laughs> no, seriously. that was the progression that I was going from thinking, okay, Uh, F. Scott Fitzgerald is thought of at this level, so I'll do an F. Scott Fitzgerald book, and then uh, up from him is Ernest Hemingway, and uh, okay, I'll do uh, the Ernest Hemingway book, and this will feed into uh, Dave Sim doing the definitive parody of the Bible. And I went, well, if I'm going to make fun of the Bible, I guess I should read it, uh, which I had never done. And it was uh, definitely a revelation to begin reading it and then keep reading it, just reading it as, as if it was a novel. Here's the beginning of the novel, here's how many pages it is, I'll read it through to the end. I started um, about two or three years before I was going to have to do my Bible parody, and I went... Uh, I don't know what this is, but it isn't what everybody's been telling me this is. The only uh, previous experience I'd had with that was uh, reading Ayn Rand. Um, When I read The Fountainhead and I went, uh, this isn't the book that I was told that it was. I mean, uh, The Fountainhead is supposed to be, uh, read this book and get turned into a Nazi, (laughs) <laughs> and, uh, I read it and went, no, this is, this is a spectacular piece of writing. This is, uh, this is really, uh, really incredibly lucid stuff. I would really, I would, if I wouldn't put this up with Dostoevsky, I put this up very close to Dostoevsky, but the Bible was a different thing entirely. It was, uh, okay. These aren't, everybody had told me they're legends, they're fables, um, uh, It's made-up stuff. It's, um, you know, uh, priests just making up stories to control the way people think. And uh, the more that I read it, the more I I started to see things in it going, oh, I think I know what that is. Okay, because that that applies back to this and that applies back to that. And then... um, basically going, I, I, I'm doing a comic book parody here. I, I don't really want to get this immersed in it. The- <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I just want I just want to read it and, and make fun of it and, and a kind of uh, graphic novel Life of Brian kind of thing. <laughs> and uh, uh, so then I went and got uh, the New Bible Dictionary so that I could look up the stuff that uh, I didn't, okay, I don't really know what this is, or I would really like to get clarification on this. All of this stuff isn't in the dictionary, and uh, the regular dictionary. And um, reading that, I went, uh, no, I don't think this is what the Bible's about. Is this really what you think this is about? Because <laughs> I had already read it going, okay, I, I think I know what this is and I think I know what this is and I think I know what this is. And then it's like, I'm reading it and then uh, I started going to church. I started going to St. John's Church in town and I'm going, you people are really strange. But you really <laughs> think that, that that's, that, and that relates to that over there? No, 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 no. That, I don't think that relates to that over there. And then it's like, oh, okay, um, I'm, I, I'm, I'm reading the same book, but I'm not reading what all they're reading, what, what, what they've been reading, and what is the consensus. Like, there's all these things that they disagree about, but it's like, uh, no, I, I disagree with some of your disagreements, but I disagree with everything that you agree about. Uh, <laughs> the same as um, I have very very interesting internal discussions uh, between my Muslim side and my Jewish side and my Christian side, um, because I'm the only guy I can have a conversation with. <laughs> <It's like laughs> each, each of those only talks to each other, so they don't know the other person. So it's like, okay, uh, surah number 12 in, uh, uh, in the Quran is Joseph. And it's uh, the Joseph narrative is the last 12 or 13 chapters of Genesis. So they're, they're very similar stories, but they're very different in a number of ways. So it's okay, is the Quran correcting Genesis or is Genesis correct? and is the Quran corrupting Genesis?
2: It's funny. I was I was on a I was on exactly the opposite path at the same time, and for a chunk of time in the same city as you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did I did my masters in religion at uh, Laurier, which is just down the oh, you did down
1: the, okay. down the road
2: from you yeah. Uh, I picked up a Bible in a coffee shop uh, and just flipped through and I read Job and my honest reaction after reading Job was: Do people know this is in here? <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a it was a horror story to me when i was when i when i read it and it uh put me on that path that uh to find out what like how did this stuff happen and and why is it seen the way it is now
1: right yeah i uh i consciously avoid job when i'm flip, flipping through the bible <laughs> i have to look for a psalm or i have to look for isaiah that's around Job. It's, it's bad luck even to land on Job, as far as I'm <laughs> concerned. It's like, and if I open the Bible, it goes right to Job. It's like, man, oh, man, I'm not going out for the next couple of days. <laughs> which, is, which is interesting. Like, we can say that now because of the society that we live in, only because the society is so completely secularized. That there aren't these enormous societal consequences to saying, uh, "Book of Job, does this look infected to you?" Um, <laughs> which, you know, would have gotten you expunged from from any synagogue or virtually any church, uh, pretty much up until this century.
0: Well. Wow. Do Keith, do you have any other, anybody, <laughs> have any other questions? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I,
1: remember, the show is called We
0: Talk Comics. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, at least I thought. Uh, uh, Dave, I, I think we will just uh, leave this one now by, by putting it in your hands and telling everybody – uh, or tell everybody to listen to you and and uh, go and do what you, you you tell them to do as far as finding out where to get the most up to date information on Dave Simpsons. I, I know you don't have a computer. I know you don't have the internet or these <laughs> But where where if you were to plug something once again, maybe where they can download the book that type of thing. One more time, please do so.
1: Sure, uh, Cerebus Downloads, Cerebus dot com. And uh, you go there, it's, there's a $99 special for all 6,000 pages, but each of the individual um, graphic novels is also available for, I think the ballpark figure is around 20, uh, 15 or 20, if you're just buying the individual books. Uh, as an example, if you would like to read reads uh, the most controversial graphic novel ever done with the most controversial individual issue, issue 186, is the last part of Reeds. I think you can get that for about 15 or 20 bucks. If you read that and you get offended, I will happily give you your money back. You, uh, you contact the We Talk Comics guys and say, I read Reeds and I'm offended. I will give you your money back for the uh, whatever it is that cost you to get the digital reads in there. Uh, same thing with the whole of service if uh, If you come to the end of the six thousand pages and you're offended, you let me know and I will refund your ninety nine dollars. Um, Keith, Keith, you're rereading service, right?
2: Uh, I am. I'm halfway through church and state is where I'm at. okay. and and I've been I, I was digging through moment of cerebus because I'm trying to find the short stories and fit them in as I'm reading.
1: right, right. Good good plan. Um, <laughs> I'm glad. Have, Thank have, you. you you read have you read you've read Cerebus all the way through before.
2: Uh, this I think this uh, this might be my third read of the entire thing. Uh, I, I started reading with uh, Jack a story you had uh, around the time you did the um, you did an Alberta tour, a signing tour uh, in the early 90s. And that's uh, and so I, I got a couple of books at that time. And so I read as they were coming out from that point, And I think this is the third time I've sat down and read it as one unit.
1: Good, I appreciate that. Has it ever offended you? I uh,
2: the I would say no. Uh, I it gets uh it gets narratively dense in those last couple of books.
3: Right,
1: <laughs> and it's, is it's that surprised. offensive by itself? <laughs> you weren't offended. You were irritated.
0: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, I can say, I, for, for me, I, I wasn't offended by anything in it, but I, I have to say, the Jacka story I found very difficult to read because it drew such incredible emotion out of me that it was actually uncomfortable to go and, and want to read the next part, part, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but, but it is interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah I that's, think my, I, that's my poisonous book, where I tried to make it as poisonous as Oscar Wilde made uh, The Picture of Dorian Gray. Where, yeah, uh, proofreading it, uh, it got to me the same way and uh, always in the same spots. And I had exactly the same experience of, uh, well, uh, now the experience was I don't really read for entertainment. I only read for research now. And I'm really glad that I'm going back and reading the Torah, the Gospels, and the Koran because I don't think uh, I want to read this again. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> those are a light
0: read in comparison I, I, I'd,
1: yes I'd, I'd read exactly the, I,
2: I'd, I'd read the Bible Dave but I'm not that much into fiction either
0: okay <laughs>
1: <Thank you. laughs> all right well I, I appreciate you guys giving me this much time then
0: oh no, um, no, no thank, you. thank you thank you sir
1: okay and uh, you should be able to take the whole uh Jeff Smith section there, and uh, probably probably play that up real big.
0: <laughs> We're gonna put that first. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, it, it, I'm thinking this might go up as a three parter, and that'll be part two, maybe right in the middle. You know, yeah. okay, and just
1: just that part alone, you can make that the single, and the other two will be the album.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll find a B side, no problem. Yeah.
1: Okay. All right, thank you guys have a good have a good
0: rest of the the Victoria Day
1: weekend, the two four weekend.
2: <laughs> we will. Dave, thanks thanks for your time and thanks for all of your work over the years. Thank you. No problem. Thank you for for all the money.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> happy, happy to give it to you. <laughs> bye bye. All right.
3: Bye. Now.